And if you need to pause at any time, Samantha, um, please don't, because we are on a roll. <laughs> I'm just kidding you. Hey, we're back. Now, what's going on? Radio boys, Mike Bonnie. All right. Hey, we're rolling back. This is Paisley Nights, and we are chronicling the days of wild. I am Mark Bondi here with my co-host DJ Dudley D, and we're talking about Paisley Park and the stories that came out of there. And we're not talking about stories from like the uber famous folks. We're talking about stories from just regular people who got invited to participate in a crazy scene. Folks were in there for decades. Prince was throwing parties, doing performances. He was doing his thing. So we're interviewing people, getting it, uh, the story told, right, Dustin? That's what we do. So it's it's been fun, and uh, we got a lot more ahead of us. Uh, tonight, we are going to be interviewing Samantha McCarroll Hine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we are jazzed about it. Samantha uh, it, it has been in the scene. She's going to tell you that whole story, but she's actually uh, now managing the People of Paisley Park uh, page, right, Samantha? I am. Which is fantastic. And our podcast is on... PeopleOfPaisleyPark.com. Yes. yes. Maybe that's why you're here. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Hopefully you're that's here. why you're here. So we got we got uh, Sam here. You know, we're gonna talk more about the people of Paisley Park. Wait, is Sam okay? Can we call you Sam? Sam is fine. All right, yeah. cool. Uh, my my parents call me Sammy, so that's awkward. Don't call me Samurai because that's a big no. Okay. Okay. I would have never gone. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's so tempting though. Um. Now that now that you've put it out there, so I think we're, we're yeah we're gonna we're gonna back into the people of Paisley Park stuff. We're gonna come back around on that as this interview goes on. But before we dive into that, just like tell us about yourself. Who are you? What are you doing? What's your story today? Uh, today I am alive and I'm here being interviewed, which I I showed up not knowing that I was going to be interviewed. So this is surprise, a little surprise, <laughs> surprise podcast. <laughs> here you go. But I mean, this is not something that people need to prep for. The stories are already there. Right. Right. So now you just gotta let well, them go. So so who are you? What what do you what, what? I mean, you work in you. Where do you live? What's your? I mean, not your address, but you know, general <laughs> vicinity. Um, I live in Hopkins, so it's. Pretty much between Minneapolis and Chanhassen. I um, love Hopkins. I live there. Hoagies is my spot. Hoagies is so yes. good. <laughs> yeah, super cheap breakfast at Hoagies. If you're in town for the celebration, go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Is- <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Hopkins. <laughs> you grew up in Hopkins? I grew up in Hopkins. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, very boring. That is not true at all. So we're we're anything, gonna prove that statement wrong. Yeah, that is, that is anything but true. So you're from the Minneapolis area. Yes. Graduated. I moved from, around a lot. Okay. Um, I actually did live in Chanhassen in like 2005, 2006. I kind of had a meltdown um, when Prince was getting divorced around that time. I was in elementary school. And I drove past on my way to school, and I saw a wrecking ball by his house, and I was like, no. And I cried for a week, and my friends were like, what's happening? I'm like, Prince moved. So so Prince moved, and you had a breakdown. I had so, a total breakdown. So how old were you at this point in your life? I was in 
sixth grade, so I was like twelve, and my friends. So were you're like, twelve years old having a breakdown because there's a wrecking ball at Prince's house. <laughs> yeah, and one of my friends was like, "I heard Prince release a new song, Black Sweat. It's pretty good." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna listen to any new Prince music because like, <laughs> of this wrecking ball." So, it, can you describe the wrecking ball? Like, is this like an orange deal, a yellow deal? Can like you see no, it in your mind? No, in my like, mind, it was. I think it was black. Like a big, like Miley Cyrus sitting on it, kind of black yeah, wrecking ball. Yeah, and the whole truck was there. And was the wrecking ball swinging at this point? Were you watching when it actually? When I drove actually? past, it wasn't. Okay. It was I sitting there. But... I probably would have had like a nervous breakdown. It, but you knew what the wrecking ball was for. Oh, yeah. The house wasn't down, though. So the house was there and the wrecking ball was there? Or the house was gone and the wrecking ball was there? Mark, I was 12. Yeah, I'm just curious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you knew what was going on. I knew what regardless. was going on. And okay. then I read the news that he had moved. And then that's when my week-long meltdown started. So you're 12. When did you get into Prince? So you're you're freaking out at 12. So when was your first time kind of knowing that Prince was Prince? So I say I'd probably started listening to him um, because my mom listened to Prince as well when I was a kid, probably like Mateo's age. Um, How I was old one would of those be? kids, like three. Is he three? <laughs> Four? I was a little younger than Mateo. Um, and then when I was five, I bought my first Prince album, and I didn't ex- like really know who he was at that time. Um, I was impressed with the look. It was the Rave into the Joy Fantastic album. So that kind of weirdness um, attracted me to him. And then the music made it stick. You liked the Um, little baby dreads or whatever you had. (laughs) And then I think by the time I was seven, I had like the 1999 New Master, Come to My House, Emancipation, New Power Soul. Those were my jams. You you had this going. So at seven years old, your musical taste had moved from Rave into the Joy Fantastic. Yes. To the 99 remaster. Yeah, which a lot of people don't like, but you need to listen to that again because it's so good. <laughs> what, what do you like about it? I liked the jazz and the house music and like, it was good. Like all into one. So what like was attractive about Prince to me was that he covered every single genre. And that was amazing to me as a kid. So Were you aware of this at five? Yeah, that's the reason I kept listening. Because there was always something new. What, yeah. el- what else were you, what, are, what else were you into? So um, my dad has a really eclectic music taste. So I was listening to like Yellow Man, MC Solar, Atmosphere, that kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. So you're 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 five. You're consuming this music. You're like, <laughs> I love this. I love the variety. Like the most sophisticated five year old mm-hmm. that's out there. Did you know that Prince was from your city? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my mom went to a lot of parties out at Paisley Park and I would beg her to take me. I'm like, take me to the park. And she thought that I thought that it was like a playground because I called it the park. I didn't call it Paisley. But right. you, did you know what it was? I exactly knew what it was. I was like, I want to go out there. I don't care how young I am. I want to get into a party there. Right. So how, how, how often was your mom going? Uh, probably more than she told me because I was very jealous, but I have no idea. <laughs> That's so interesting. I mean, I've met your mom, right? Yes. I just wonder if, like, obviously we were at the same parties. Probably. That's what I was thinking. So, I mean, that would be an interesting interview. Would your mom want to come on? Maybe. That would be fantastic. I mean, We'll have you both back. We'll have you both back. Because I think, I mean, it's a really interesting uh, storyline that you're getting introduced at, like, an extremely young age Mm -hmm. to Prince. And, like, it's not just a a phase. Like, like, has it ever left this, like, Prince deal? No, and it was interesting because I was talking to a friend um, in Atlanta um, a few weeks back, and she was talking about how people go through phases, how they're like way into Prince for like three years and then kind of um, like lose touch a little bit and then find yeah. their way back in. 
And I've never had that. It's always been a constant in my life. So never a time when it's not like – It's embedded in your yeah. DNA. Yeah. You can't get away from it. Uh, um, so it's just fascinating. Like, that's, that's why it's difficult when you ask me who I am. Like yeah. this. This like, is who I this am. Is <laughs> well, this is, this is why we're trying to get to it. You know, like how do you, how do you peel back the, the layers of the onion? Mm-hmm. So, so you knew at five that Prince is living in your city. You got rave. You're like, this is awesome. You're going deeper into the catalog. And your mom's participating in the park, so you know there's this Paisley Park scene, yeah. which is just, I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me on so many levels. So when is the first time you actually see Prince, whether it's Paisley Park or in concert or rolling through Chanhassen on five? I actually, I met him, the first time I saw him in person was at a gas station. In the backseat of an SUV. Which gas station? Do you um, remember the gas station? You was know, it Chanhassen's? It was in St. Louis Park oh. um, on the corner of Cedar Lake Road in Louisiana. There's like a pizza place there Oh, I know now. where you're at. Yep. It used to be a gas station. Um, I met him there in the way backseat of Larry Graham's SUV with his two grandkids at the time. Larry Graham's two grandkids. Yeah. Nice. So Why, yes. why are you in the backseat of... Why is, what's going why on? Why is there? Prince in the backseat? No, why? I wasn't. He, he they, wasn't. Prince was, was in the backseat. <laughs> oh, Prince was in the backseat. Yeah. I thought you said you were in the backseat with Larry Graham's I was two not. I was standing next to the car wondering why my mom brought me up to an SUV with tinted windows in a ah, gas station so parking lot. your mom's lot. like, there's Larry Graham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you're, well, so. so my mom knew Larry and Tina because she was working as a natural health consultant at Lake Winds out in Chanhassen. Really? And they would come in to buy like natural beauty pl- products and they had talked to her before then. Um, and she ran out to the car. I was blasting love from 3121 and like happy that he was back yeah, in yeah, the city. Yep. Um, and she was like, Sam, come here, come on. <laughs> and I was like, what, why are we going up to this crazy <laughs> truck in the middle of a gas station? And Larry Graham's in the front seat. No, he was, um, he was in the gas station. Okay. With Tina, so Larry so. Graham is not in the, in the car at no, all. No, he's not but in the car But it is Larry all. Graham's car. So. You're going up to the car with tinted windows. Mm-hmm. Like, when do you realize it's Prince and Larry Graham's grandkids in the backseat? Well, so I saw the grandkids first, and I'm like, who is this random-ass man introducing me to his grandkids in a gas station parking lot? And then I saw Prince, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, That's just wild. That's yeah. crazy. I literally, I called my dad after because I was so excited. I'm like, guess who I just met? He's like, Prince. I'm like, how did you get? Like, because I was so excited. Yeah. He's like, there's only one person that would make her that excited. <laughs> like, that's it. It wasn't like Joe Mauer or something. Right. I don't care about Joe Mauer. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Mauer, though, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> okay, so so what's this interaction like? Was this like a shake of the hand? Was this like a wave? Was this yeah, like a it was, Sam? Uh, he leaned Because did your mom know? Oh, not personally okay. at the time. I mean, okay. there were a couple interactions. I know there was a time she um, was at Paisley with um, this guy, Matt, who went to school with Prince. And Prince had set out like a bowl of stale popcorn and some flat soda. And they were sitting there munching on it like, what is this snack? And <laughs> Where's he the ran pancake? Up, was he messing right. with them? <laughs> he was totally messing with so, them. He ran up to him and was like, how's the snacks? See, this is the beauty of this podcast, right? Is we get to find Prince the Prankster yeah. at a party at Paisley oh, yeah. putting out stale popcorn and, <laughs> and, and flat, flat soda. soda. Like Sprite. Flat it's Sprite. fantastic. Yeah. And then watching people. That is just fantastic. Yeah. That's a great I mean, it was story. a smaller party. They were invited. So it wasn't like a ton of people sitting around eating popcorn. But it's still him just <laughs> messing with folks because like, yeah. he had intent because that's the way that dude rolled. Right. He's probably um, like, Takumi, don't throw that away. Like, <laughs> let that sit there for a few days. 
Takumi's like, I'll what? invite <laughs> some people. We'll take care <laughs> of it. This will be fantastic. <laughs> so did they eat it or did they? I mean, because you're at Paisley, right? Like, what do you? Oh, and man, he's standing there, like you're not gonna spit it out. Like, yep, they're delicious. Thanks. <laughs> I have no idea what, if they kept eating it. So your mom kind of knew him. So how did the introduction go? How did it go down? Sam, this is Prince. Who says that? Um, Tina said that. Okay. And she introduced him as brother Nelson. She didn't say Prince. Okay, ah. cool. Um, because they had just gotten done with church. It was a Sunday afternoon. Right. Um. Yeah. So I met him as brother Nelson. Awesome. Shake his hand? Yeah, shook his hand. I was wearing a really awful Life is Good t-shirt with some cut-off jeans. <laughs> yeah. It was really you, you, awkward. You'll remember what you're wearing. <laughs> Why I did I think... put this on today? Was there right. any other um, conversation? or? They invited us to church with them. So there was conversation after that when we eventually went to church. But um, oh, yeah. as far he as that, that interaction. I got invited yeah. many times to yeah. church. Come did you ever go? Out. I didn't. Come hang out. You should have. It I was know. interesting. What I found most interesting is that Prince didn't sing at church i kept i would look over tina was a great singer all of the gospel music that they sing yeah she's awesome prince did not sing he's like you gotta pay me for that right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wonder what he was thinking why didn't any thoughts on why he didn't sing i have no idea and i didn't ask um maybe he did sometimes Mm -hmm. um Maybe but. he didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> he yeah, had probably. a book. Maybe he can't read. Well, he couldn't read sheet music, yeah. so maybe that was an issue. <laughs> so you're seeing Prince at the at the gas station first. And yes. Any other, like, was it just hello, hello? Was that kind of the... Yeah, it was really quick, like okay. two minutes. My mom was eight months pregnant, and we were okay. standing out in the middle of a gas station parking lot. Yeah, so it's just, it's just like we're rolling, and you're pumped up, and that's great. So then the next time you see him is at the um, hall, or... Actually, a month well you don't I'm, have to be... I'm trying to remember the timeline but um i think it was the next summer uh wait you're gonna have to edit this because i'm like my brain doesn't matter um where was it doesn't matter the timeline the next time i saw him was at the 777 show at the target okay. center nice yeah that was my first concert as well so did you hit all three shows no, I only went to the Target Center. You only went, so you missed Macy's. Why'd you miss Macy's? Yes. You could have gone to Macy's. So they had announced it in like May, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna save up money, but I have no income at 13 years old, so it was really hard to save money. Um, that morning, I didn't think I was gonna be able to go, and my grandma actually showed up that morning with tickets for the three of us to go. Nice. Yeah. The three of us being you, your mom, and. And my grandma. And grandma? Yeah. I guess three and a half because my mom was pregnant. Yeah. All the generations. Making it happen. So, cool. you. but Macy's was no. Why Why no Macy's? We just didn't have tickets. Just didn't have tickets. Yeah. Because you missed the tickets. But you got the tickets to the Target Center. Yep. And so I got you to stand the- in line for two hours outside nice. of the Target yeah, Center. Yeah, because what happened that night? That was a crazy night, wasn't it? Yeah, like it, the whole show started like two hours late. I remember it was really hot and I was wearing this terrible dress that I made myself. <laughs> it was awful it was like a bunch of random neon colors and it like wasn't a fabric that you wear but you did <laughs> i i'm so glad there's no pictures from that night because it would be very embarrassing where, where were your seats um we were in like the second bleacher row like right off the floor okay and uh, yeah we our seats were real close to there yeah what'd you think of the show your first prince show i mean what uh what were your impressions um, I remember it was awesome, <laughs> and I uh, there were like some middle-aged women sitting next to us that were like, "Oh, you're so cute! Like coming to a Prince show." I, 
Like, I think you'll really enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I knew all the lyrics to songs they had never heard before. And they're like, what is happening yeah, yeah. here? So she is, she, is, she is deep. Do you remember anything specific from that set that you're like, this was like super memorable? Do you remember what he opened with? He opened with Purple Rain and my mom was in the bathroom because she was on bed rest and was having issues. <laughs> and, um, so that was awkward. I'm like, you're missing Purple Rain. And then I do remember... Um, when he played Sometimes It Snows in April, and I tried to record it on my phone, sneaky-like, and my grandma was like, they're going to kick us out. And I'm like, okay, shut up. Like, they won't kick us out if they don't know that I have a phone out. <laughs> you still got that or no? No. Yeah. And it was such terrible recording. I had, like, a Razor flip phone, but it was, like, off-brand, like the Katana one through Quest. It was awful. So it did not really work. It didn't. Um, so that's your first show, and you leave more pumped up than ever, and you're like... I am on this train for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Yep. So you had <laughs> you had not been out to Paisley Park yet? No. So my mom said that when I turned 10, I could go out there. Ooh. Um, and then... The double digit. Yeah. But then it went quiet, right? <laughs> and it went quiet. Yeah. We um, used to drive out there and um, we ended up having a lot of late night picnics at Lake Ann. Um, and I do remember one weekend... Um, Who's we? My mother and I. Okay. Yeah. Just I, like just like hoping maybe to see that something's going on. Yeah. So we like, drive by like Saturday nights to see if anything was going on. I'm not sure if she was in like your little phone call circle. Yeah. She ended well, up that, at that things anyway. Well, that had by then, but yeah. Huh. Um, but I remember one weekend I went home and she had a musicology water bottle on the dresser and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I know you were out there and you mm. didn't tell me. Yeah. Yeah, so, I was pissed. Yeah, which makes sense because you were 10 and you were supposed to be able to go. Yeah. But so between then and then, it wasn't very active, though. I mean, those Mm-mm, that was no, pretty quiet time out of Paisley. So 2007, you go to the show. And then yeah. when, when's your first time in Paisley Park? Um, so actually, when, they, when he released the Lotus Flower website, I got my first job so that I could pay for that membership. Um, never got my T-shirt. Also missed the Paisley Park concert announcement by a day. Oh, oh so did you miss um, that show? I missed that show. That was a good yeah. Show. <laughs> so I'm told. But I mean, he charged me twice just so we're I, clear. I was just <laughs> so we're clear. <laughs> just just so what? we are clear the, that that whole lotus flower thing. Mark still holds a grudge. <laughs> no, it, I do because Prince owes me or owed me seventy seven dollars. And I wrote, a T-shirt. No, I got the T-shirt, <laughs> but just one. So yeah. we, I had signed up, and they charged me twice for the deal. So the running joke when Dustin would see Prince around town, hey, Prince is coming down to so-and-so tonight. I'd be like, yo, talk to that dude about my $77. We ask, <laughs> we ask, if he shows up, we ask him for my $77. I'm like, let me get right on that. That's the first thing he wants me to talk to him about. Dude, how long did I text you that for, though? Like, It was seriously Forever. like years. <laughs> I asked for that $77. Oh, my god! Every time Dustin was hanging out with Prince, I'd be like, hey, give me that $77, yo. Yeah. Um, Every time someone brings up the Lotus Flower website, I'm like, where's my t-shirt? So you never got your t-shirt? <laughs> nope. What was the website like? I don't. I was never yeah. a member of oh. that. There were like little games, like it was weird, like different puzzles that you had to complete to get like access to, to right. be able to go on. And then it was basically all the YouTube videos. Gotcha. Like I could have gotten it all for free. <laughs> Yeah, what was the cost again? It was like seventy-seven bucks, yeah. and I didn't pay anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, it was the cost. <laughs> no, I forgot because you got it was like a year membership, but they right. never came back with like the second year. Right, so you got mm-hmm. the you got the access to the website, and then he gave out the code for the Paisley show. You got a T-shirt, but the website Maybe. did not have. 
it was just videos. anything spectacular. And there was, was it was it that um, globe? Yeah. It was and like then, a globe, and like the globe would spin, yeah, and they would have videos on it. So you'd flip the they globe. They had like one the Coachella ways. video and stuff, which you can oh, all find yeah. online right. now. And then they had um, the morning after single instead yeah. of Crimson and Clover on the um, online yeah. version of the album. But that was also like he always did those wet, like back like the MPG yeah. Music Club stuff, and like a lot of times that's when you're getting into the rehearsals. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I was doing the tour, the One Night Alone tour. It was like, you know, every spot we went to, it was like at least 200, 250 people that were showing up early that were yeah, part of the part NPG of the Music Club, yep. and they're coming in, and they're... Yeah. This was essentially like round two of the NPG Music right. Club. Like, that had been down. Lotus Flower was a new deal. Because did, well, did he, on Lotus Flower, is that where he released uh, Colonized Mind first? Because he had like Maybe. a loop of Colonized Mind on a website, and yeah. that was like the only thing that was on there, and it was like coming soon. But then you got the whole. I don't think I was on mind. it at that oh. point because I was trying to find a job to get money. I wore that thing <laughs> out. I would click back that website all the time, and I didn't know I wasn't fancy enough to like not need the website to listen to it. I would mm-hmm. literally, dude. It was the song, or it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colonized Mind. Nice. That thing was smoking. Yeah, and I actually I joined the NPG Music Club um, <laughs> like the last month that it was up. Which is was awful timing on my part. Um, oh yeah. But I got to see like the virtual tour thing that he had, and like the chat rooms, and like the. Um, I remember they had like the musicology with the soundboard. Yeah. Type thing in the store. So you so, were gonna, you started to buy some print stuff and get out to some sta- things. Yeah. Well, actually, my first time out at Paisley Park was four years later. I was nineteen, um, and he was doing. The rehearsals for the Montreux 2013 Jazz Festival. So what 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 are the dates of this? Uh, so I believe he had a rehearsal June or July 5th of 2013. I did not make it to that one. Um, they had announced it in okay. the Third Eye like TV chat. Yeah. And they were like, 40 minutes will open the doors to people. And I had just gotten home from work. Were you yeah, DJing we were that night? Dustin DJed that because we saw did him. I? Yeah, we saw him in Chicago <laughs> a couple I? of days before at oh, the. Okay. Um, at the uh, city winery. Oh yeah. So that yeah. was that whole like it was like we were we were in Chicago um, visiting the in-laws and like total Prince style, right? You're just like hanging out, and then it's like, hey, yeah, Prince I remember gonna, that you were Prince like, Prince is gonna have a show tonight in Chicago, and we're just happy to be down there. I need some clothes. <laughs> I, yeah, we we headed to the store. We got all geared up, like, cause we just went down there. We we're going down there for the day, drop our daughter off, and then we're coming back up. So we were literally gonna spend that night, but we weren't ready to like. It's like jeans and t-shirt weather, right? Shorts, t-shirt. So we got new clothes, got tickets, went down there, and the show just banged. It was like Prince, the consummate like entertainer with the horns yeah. and the whole scene, and it was just like small stage, and just like the dude just went up there and worked it. And I hadn't seen him in a while, right? Well, and it's also kind of like that small, intimate Paisley Park vibe, but in a different city with a bunch of different people, people that right? are just jacked up because yeah. they have when's the last time they saw prince yeah and, and, or and, ever and it just happened today like you right. had no bill just like samantha on this interview <laughs> zero <laughs> bill right see this I'm is not prepared at all yeah we're just we're, we're just employing prince techniques here see <laughs> see he's masterful and he's taught us his ways yes. so we just work him into the scene where all of a sudden it's just got to pop and then like the energy flows on its own so it's so that show all happens fantastic beautiful jacked up right and it's just like man i just saw prince it's been so long and then like we got back into town and it was like july 5th tonight's the night there's something happening and then essentially paisley park was like lights back on 
Yeah. Right? Because it had been since 2009, that Lotus Flower show Mm -hmm. was the last time he'd played there. So there's this hiatus for four years when nothing is happening. Right. And then July 5th hits, and it's like third eye girl season, and... Yep, and I ended up going to the July sixth rehearsal. Was Third Eye Girl there at that point? Or did they, they were because they because they, so, they opened in in January, right at the at, Dakota. Yep, at the Dakota, yep. and I could not afford tickets to that show, which was very disappointing. But um, I ended up going out to Paisley on July sixth. I worked six a.m. to ten p.m. and then went home, showered, and got my ass out there. That's hardcore. Yeah. So your first experience walking through the door is like, what's it like? Like you you're 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 driving there. What's it like? Um, I, I was really anxious, I think, cause it had been nine years since I thought I could go out there to when I actually did. Um, and then when I got out there, um, was it just you? Who are you with? Just, it you? was just me. Okay. Yeah. So My, you're, you're rolling solo to Paisley park yeah. and you, and you know, something's happening. Yeah. Anxious. That's, that's the Very word. Very anxious. And then, um, did you make I, any noises in your car? Like, <laughs> We <laughs> were just like I just no, like you just, I cannot <laughs> say that I did that yeah. um, at least publicly. I yeah. will not. <laughs> but you're ready. You're noises. ready. You're rolling down the street and you are. Yeah, amped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I ended up parking on the side street because they hadn't opened the parking lot yet, and that really calmed me down. Being around other people like me, just hanging out on the street. So what it is about those other people? You say other people like you. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, I think there's just an energy that goes along with um, understanding Prince and what he's about at his core. What would you call that energy? Like what? What? Prince what? Energy. Prince energy? Like I mean, that's actually that. That's fair, right? Like it's, it's like hard a, to explain. It's hard to explain. It's, it's a got, different it's a, energy. It's, it's got its own vibe. So many multiple things. You yeah, know, you can't just put one word. I've to actually it. I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I. Um, I'm an empath, so I'm very in tune with everyone's energy, and it's really overwhelming for me to be in crowds, but I never felt that at Paisley Park because I feel like everyone was on the same energy level, so it wasn't like all these different feelings coming at you from different angles. It was like one cohesive energy. And, and obviously positive, right? Everyone yes. was jacked. Positive. Everyone's amped. It's, it's Even amped. on the side street. It's amped. <laughs> it's positive, but it's like it's anticipatory. Yeah. Right? So there's there's an element of like, I am so jazzed to be here. You know, and, and there's there's a communal factor because these people all share a similar interest. Yeah. And then there's this anticipatory layer of, are we gonna get in? And You're still outside. It, are <laughs> right, we gonna, are right. we gonna get in? And when we get in, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Right? What are we gonna see? What's gonna be in there? Because you're you're really flying blind at that point while you're waiting outside, right? Like, I remember walking into like new. Um, New setups, right? Right. Oh, man, I can't believe he set the stage up here. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. believe the stage looks like this. What, and I can't believe we're in this room or in that room or what, I can't believe they're giving tours. What guitars are on stage? Yeah. What, like, you know, what instruments are on stage? Oh, there's a piano this week. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Right. So you're feeling that in the parking lot and then all of a sudden they open the gates and you drive in, yeah. you park well, inside. What I happens? was very impressed with um, like all the people I met out on the street had been going there for decades and they were very welcoming, even though it was my first time there. So by the time I actually got in, it already felt like I was part of a community. Did you uh, did you know those people previously? No, absolutely not. Do you remember those people today? Like, do you I, remember who some yeah. of them are? Yeah, like, I who, have a picture are... with them. Um, I've met Vanessa Drews. Yeah. Um, I met Heidi Vader out there. Nice. Um, I do. I have a picture with 
with some of those people from that night. Really? It's yeah. fantastic. I'll so have to like send you, it to you. No, that's fantastic. We could put it up with the um with the podcast, right? Yeah. Cuz I, I mean those are those are the types of relationships we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz I mean as part of this podcast, we want to get the print stories and the fact that this dude is serving some stale popcorns and flat soda like <laughs> that is pretty much the most fantastic thing ever. The thing that he didn't sing at church when he was, you know, worshiping with the Jehovah Witnesses, like those are interesting stories. Right. And we want to get those out cuz they're just fantastic and the print prince anecdotes are just pretty much never ending right um very interesting but i think the other layer of this thing is like what the community that was paisley park uh the building the music scene Mm -hmm. for that period of time what that was like that community is is something different and special and you know i think there's there's lessons to be learned in it and i remember growing up um i had a a pretty large collection of print shirts while I was in high school yeah. that I would wear all the time because I was trying to find my people Yeah, and I felt did, did, hopeless. Yeah. Did so, so like, what's it like liking prints in high school in Hopkins it's, high school? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I connected more with the music instructors than the other kids. There you go. Really? So yeah. like, was it hard to like, was it, was going to school difficult then or did you find other ways to connect with people? I, I found other ways to connect, but I found that um, when I had presentations in classes where we had to like show a video, I was always trying to find a Prince performance so that <laughs> I could be like, this is what you're missing out on. This is what we could bond over, but no one ever caught on. Nobody ever caught on. Like, uh-uh. they, were they just, I mean, was it just above them or was it just like they're so acculturated to something else or what do you feel like the inability to connect on that level was? Why were you into it and they weren't? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? I think at that age, you... Um, you hold on to what you've known your whole life because, you know, going through puberty is really stressful. Yeah. <laughs> and so you try to hang on to what you already know instead of adding more stress to it. Um, yeah. You want it. You want to feel like you're part of the thing. Right. Yeah. And, and you were like, I can't because like I'm so yeah. this is so me. Like I can't unknow Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, you can't un- – because I, I feel that sometimes too, right? Like, as I'm looking through my Facebook feed or talking to people or going to another Prince party one more time and again, it's like mm-hmm. what we do. Another interview. We're just talking about Prince, but still, right? I feel like <laughs> And life- sometimes you're just like, you know, am I still talking about Prince? Like, I've been doing this for a long time. Right. I feel like life would be um, a lot easier if I didn't like Prince so much. Really? Why, um, why do you think that? Just because there was a lot of ridicule that went along with it. Um I'm sure for for your generation as well. Like, I know one of my friends said you listen to MJ on the speakers and Prince on the headphones because it was like taboo almost. Huh. Um, I got that got inverse though. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I think that I was ridiculed a lot for it, and sometimes like now that he's passed too, it's really hard for me to get excited about things still. Um, yeah. And so Life ain't got that pop. Right. So sometimes I wish that I wasn't into Prince, but it's so difficult when it's part of who you are to let that go. Yeah. Well, I think too, I'm sure like with in high school and whatnot, you're like trying to explain to people this Prince thing right. and they're like, they don't like, they're just going, they're listening to whatever's hot on the radio. And like, you're like, yeah, no, you don't get boy. it. You don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, what, what, what? And they're like, just, they just don't. Sometimes you just don't get it. Sometimes some people just don't grasp it. Yeah. yeah, and it often takes you know getting into the the catalog or finding seeing, somebody just or seeing like but that experience of seeing him live. Oh yeah, that'll turn you. That'll a change you. Yeah. And I was really into in high school. I, I played saxophone, so I um, was really into 
like all the jazz stuff like Herbie Hancock nice. and Duke Ellington, Johnny Hodges and um hearing Prince play those songs, I was so jazzed. Like there was one night um where they were doing the NPGQ or MP Jazz, whatever you want to call it. Um and Prince got on his guitar and started playing Chameleon by Herbie Hancock and I'm like, "I love this song." Yes. <laughs> and it just and it just shows you like his musical understanding right yeah. like like that dude just did all kinds of stuff like i've never heard that story before yeah. when was this um that would have been 2015 all right so you go you go out there in 2013 and now 20, like, no it was 2014 we're close enough okay so you turn on the heat in 2013 tell us about the journey between 2013 and yeah, you're going out there yeah. kind of like every party yeah. that you can find out about? Every single one that I How are you learning about? about them? I didn't have a car for the first three years that I went out there. Um, so it was a lot of like borrowing people's cars, asking for rides. Like if he posted you, on Twitter you, you, or whatever, you, I was out there. You're going to make a way, a, right? Yeah. Found a way. These, are my, these are my people. This yeah. is my guy. We're doing this. And while you're going, I mean, are you interacting with Prince at all? Does he, does he begin to know you as you kind of... I mean, we had had um, some conversations when I went to church with them. So okay, did he remember you from I, those conversations? I'm not sure. I've always wondered if he connected, like, that I was that 12-year-old girl that he talked to, because I, obviously I looked different. Yeah, but you didn't necessarily talk to him about knowing him at 12. I didn't ask, okay. no. Did you um, talk to him when you're not 12? So, later on, our interactions were more like him joking around, like, going past, and then... Um, I got a cease and desist letter once for posting bootlegs, and then he asked me to don't ask me about. I see you guys wanting to ask me about that. Um, uh, but then um, he had his assistant reach out about distributing Hit and Run Phase Two, so it was like okay, kind of distant interactions, but more yeah. Like he knew who you were as yeah. part of this kind of new Paisley Park crew, yes. right? Because because there's kind of. I would say that there's there, there's new players getting introduced to the scene from like Dustin and I's time Absolutely. at yep. 2013. And I always kind of see you as part of that like mm -hmm. click. I'm is assuming that, that he true? saw me as part of that click too, yeah. even though I had known him for 10 years. Yep. <laughs> right. But now you're you're out there and you got a crew. Yeah. Now yeah. are you hanging out with these people beyond Paisley Park? Yes. Okay. Um, so like your crew, you, you meet people there, and now you are. Like, like, we had potlucks and stuff. I've slept on those people's floors. Yeah. Nice. All that stuff. It was really nice finally having family like that. Yeah. So you, I mean, was this like an immediate connection then from the first time out there? Did you get people's contacts? How did you like engage? Was it just like an organic, like we yeah, start seeing so you and hey, we should hang out sometime. You're in a prince. I'm in a prince. Like, let's do something. There were people that like... My friend Danny, I met her in her kitchen um, because she was able to give me a ride one night out to Paisley Park. So I ended up in her kitchen. I'm like, hey, I'm, I know I'm in your house, but it's nice to meet you. Um, and then I ended up sleeping on her futon that night, too, Sweet. Um, until I could get home. But a lot of really immediate connections like that, just because we're all in the same boat trying to go out to the same shows. And do the same thing. Yeah. So as you're seeing these shows, I mean one getting better than the next do you are there any more memorable shows than not tell us like one of the, um, your most memorable yeah. uh paisley park shows so i'd say my most memorable one was um when he did the after party for madonna um yeah tell us about that uh madonna's like, in town playing minneapolis right right Saint she Paul. was at excel yeah yep. um we got a call from donna's husband trevor saying come out at like midnight Who's he calling? 
he called Jesse. Okay. So Jesse was doing like the tours at the time. Yep. Um, and he would call him if they had like a music video shoot they were doing too. He would call and be like, "Can you get this number of people together for like a crowd scene, that type yep. of thing?" Um, but he called and was like really small list of people tonight like make sure it's people you can trust don't tell people that'll tell other people like that kind of vibe um did you did you have any like thought like madonna's going out there at all i mean you knew she was in town right yeah i was at work actually and i had like a fake meltdown so that my boss would let me leave (laughs) (laughs) and i like ran to the train and went home to grab some clothes um and then had someone else pick me up but I remember telling one of my coworkers, well, Madonna's playing XL, so maybe he'll do a right. show with her. I have yeah. no we idea. talked about that before, like yeah. how when we were going out there religiously, like if someone is like Lenny Kravitz is playing or mm-hmm. so-and-so is playing in town, we'd be like, there could be something at Paisley yeah, later. This, yeah. this is, so there's al- always a connection there. I yeah. remember I went to a couple of shows, like Leanne Lehavis played at the Varsity Theater, and I was I'm I love her, so I was like excited to go anyway. But I'm like, Prince will probably show up to that, and he did. He was yep. up in the balcony with his third eye shades on. <laughs> Doing his thing. Really awkward. Um, but yeah, the Madonna night. So we got the, out there about midnight. We went in, um, and then her tour bus rolled up. It was just... It was her and like her band and twenty backup dancers and like the Paisley just Park group. Dancers. Yeah, just twenty. <laughs> which it was really fun to watch them. They had like a dance circle going on oh, in the local yeah. another room. And just next level, right? Yeah, next level. And um the DJ that was out there it was like I think DJ Kiss from LA and she played um Vogue and they like broke out into choreography. I'm like, I'm just nice. gonna sit down now. <laughs> I'll just watch this. <laughs> But the the staff that night was really minimal, too. Um, I remember at one point, he was like, turn off the house lights, or turn up the house lights, and nothing happened, and he said it again, and nothing happened because he didn't have a lighting guy there. (laughs) Yeah. And so he got off the stage and went back to the back of the room and was flipping light switches, (laughs) and he turned off the bathroom lights, and nobody turned them on the rest of the night, and people were like going to the bathroom in the dark, and they're like, I don't want to mess with this because Prince turned them off. (laughs) That's weird. a good story. So Madonna and her crew roll in, and you're like, mm-hmm. what's Madonna wearing? She, I don't remember what she was wearing. She had a grill in and, like, a side braid, and she looked very tired. I'm sure. And they really? And they had a little like, roped she off just, she area just, for her, she too. She just uh, performed she, yeah. for a couple hours. and Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen her that performance. Yeah, so. but she was... Because I was she, sitting in my car that was, on the side street waiting, waiting, waiting for, for Prince. Prince yeah. <laughs> but she looked tired, and they got a little roped off area, and she's just... Yeah, so it was really awkward because they had a couch roped off for her, and she sat there for, like, probably 20 minutes by herself. And it's like, all your dancers are dancing with us. Like, it's right. cool. <laughs> you know. Um, but then she eventually made it into the crowd, and then it was really cute once Prince started playing. I remember some of her dance, some of Madonna's dancers were standing at the back of the crowd, and there were maybe thirty or forty people there. Um, and we were like, "You guys can go up to the front. Like we do this every week. It's fine. You can go up." And they were so excited Get to be up there. there. Yeah, that's funny. So all the dancers, front row, and who's yeah. Prince playing with at the time? Who's um, got, who's the band? Prince was playing with. Um, Kirk was on drums, Mono Neon Neon was on bass, Um, Donna was on guitar, 
And then I believe um, Xavier was on keys and Adrian was on electric sax. Most nice. Of the night. Do you remember any of the set or do you just remember Madonna they was there? They played like all of Hit and Run Phase 1. It was so good. Yeah. What I was, can't what even. Was, like, why, oh was, why was it good? Why was it? Why, why did you hearing, like it? I, like that's the only time I've heard him play most of those songs. And it was really cool to hear like a live interpretation. Like I know X's face when they played it. Donna was playing that on her guitar, and it was, like, so sick. <laughs> nice. And you just, like, I yeah. just want a little bit more of this. Yeah. It was so good. And then... So he's um, play- he's not playing the hits for Madonna and her crew. No. No. Not uh, at all. See, that's... And then there was one point, um, you know, at the end of Ain't About to Stop, like, the, the segue into, um, like, a Mac where it's like the bass line. Mm-hmm. He played that on a loop for like 15 minutes and soloed over it with like just on guitar. Show off. It was so I'm cool. And, <laughs> and Madonna was sitting in the front and he kept motioning for her to come up and, and he's like, come on, do something. And she's like, do what? Right. <laughs> like, what can you do with this? <laughs> uh, so, so she didn't get up there and play or anything, but he's she rocking. I love the fact just, I love the fact I, I knew she was out there. I knew the crew was out there, but I don't think I ever read the set list from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't from know that deal. I didn't played. know he's playing. You know, it was hit and good. Run. Like it that was is fantastic. So yeah, and then um, that was the first night that he played "Free Yourself" live too. Okay, so at oh, that I point, I didn't realize he played that before because mm-hmm. I knew he played it on the. Um, so he piano had released microphone. it um, about two weeks earlier is when we were in Studio A listening to it. And, okay. And it was like a brand new track. Were you doing that a lot where you're listening to um, tracks in wherever? Where were you listening to that one? That one um, was in Studio A. That so was the first studio time I was in Studio out. A, okay. actually. Tell us about that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. He just threw the cat. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I don't really remember a yeah. lot. I mean, I was So you're in Studio A listening to Free Yourself. What are you thinking when you're listening to Free Yourself? It wasn't really my jam. Really? Do you like first. it now or I no? I love it now because I have memory attached to it. So, okay. um he played it that night. Madonna was long gone. They were tired, so they left at like 2. And it was um probably 4 a.m. at this point, and he got up um the DJ was actually playing it. He asked her to play that song and we were dancing. I remember um, Danny and Denise and I were, were dancing with Prince's assistant, Marone. Yeah. And that was like the first time I had seen her like interact with people like that. Because like, yeah. she's usually like total business mode. Like you see her hair yeah, yeah. in the crowd, whatever. Um, but I'd say like it was probably 10 or 15 of us left. Um, and he had us singing background vocals and he couldn't hear us. So he had us like file onto the stage to sing in front of his microphone to yep. an empty room. Nice. Which was crazy. So So you're on that track. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm cuz that would have been like a live version, a 45 okay. minute live version. Okay. So you're yeah. just singing the chorus but he never used the Yeah, we were like stomping on the stage too. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even realize he had left. Like 2 minutes we were sitting there singing and stomping and then we see him walk back in at the back of the room and wave <laughs> and we're like, "Okay, I guess we'll like we all cut off at the same time. But I guess it's time to be done with this. Yeah. He's like y'all gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> he's still here. <laughs> it was great though. I remember that night though. Really embarrassing part. 
I can't believe I'm saying this. He had us clapping on the upbeat for like 15 minutes straight. Like my hands were numb, right? And then when we got up on stage, he was like, add the hand clap. So I start clapping on the upbeat because I'm like next level clapper. <laughs> and everyone else started clapping on the two and four. And he stares into my soul from like the keyboards, like back to the left of me. Um, and he goes, in time. And I was like, shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so he called you out for... Uh yeah, for being too funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, <laughs> you, yeah, you, no. you, you would think he would have appreciated that. Right. Instead well, like we were just doing the weird. You didn't, <laughs> I know. There was no instructions I'm here. like, you trained us to clap on the upbeat, and yeah. then you're going to call me out for clapping on the upbeat? Yeah. Fine. It's fine. At least you weren't, didn't come in then on the one and three like most. I would yeah. never. <laughs> <laughs> like most un. Rhythmic white people. Never. That is fantastic. <laughs> so you do that show. Other memorable shows. So Madonna, top of the list, obviously. Mm-hmm. What else you got on there? Seven um, Seven. That was a good show. That was that's a good show. One. I'd say um, October of 2014. I was out there with my sister, and she was seven at the time, and that was awesome to be able to experience that with her. Did she get it? Like, is she like a she, Prince fan like you? You know, we were um, we were like right on the front row. Right in front of the mic stand, there was a point I was singing, thank you for letting me be myself again. And I was, I think I was singing too loud because he looked down and chuckled at me. And I'm like, sorry, I'll, <laughs> but, I'll but, keep but, it but, down. But, but you're in your jam at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember my sister had a ton of energy after. Everyone was sitting down after that because it was a smaller show, um, probably 40 people again. And um, and this was your sister that was in your mom's womb at the seven seven. It was, seven. Yeah. yeah. She was yeah, seven yeah. at she the just, time. Her second, her second, second show. Yeah, her second nice. show. Yeah, and um, she had so much energy after and couldn't stop dancing. But then I was like, "Did you like the show?" And she's like, "No." And like, she's way into Justin Bieber and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like. How can you like Justin Bieber when Prince was your first concert? She goes, actually, Sheila E. at the State Fair was my first concert. Yeah. I'm like, shut <laughs> up. Same actually, 777 at the Target Center was your first right, concert. Right. I was there. Yeah. This is fantastic. So when was the last time you saw him? Um, the last time I saw him was uh, April 16th that night okay. actually that day i saw him at electric fetus okay you were there at electric fetus when he was there it yeah just so happened like i was really in tune with him that week it was very strange that um, is odd uh i was headed so somewhere just, else so you just you had to electric fetus and just happened to run into prince yeah i i was headed On somewhere else um and then i because i was gonna just buy that tour book that night yeah. at paisley and i'm like well i'm right over here might as well get it i was actually going to get dinner and then it decided it didn't sound good mm-hmm. like what the, ex- the exact thing that i was going to get and so i stopped there and right when i was walking in i grabbed the book and i turned to the counter and then i look up and he's with kirk and marone walking out the back door crazy so it was like weird timing yeah but then and then you um, see him at the I saw him that paisley night. yeah yeah and um it was weird because um i remember he like got up and did a speech in the smaller um room yep and me and my friends were just chilling on a couch and we we're like this is like we'll just sit right here we've seen this 40 times before like yep. it's it's fine we'll catch him the next time is that how many shows you did 40 yeah, Give I went take. to about 40 in three years. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I remember, too, his assistant, Marone, came over to take our picture, like, as a group. And then she came back, like, an hour later and was like, it wasn't good enough. I have to use a different camera. Like, and I'm that's like, that's, that's really weird. What do you I think still they haven't did with that seen picture? that picture. I don't know. 
I have no idea. Um, but then he did come into the bigger room. Yeah. And to finish his speech and play the piano a bit. Yeah. And I remember him talking about um, the show in Atlanta, and he was like, this is the best show I've ever played, which is probably how he felt about every single show yeah, after the, he did the it. Yeah, the last show was always the best show <laughs> yeah. as far as he was concerned. <laughs> and I think he said that in an interview once, you know, what's your favorite song, you know, the yeah, last the, one. The, or the next the, one. The next one, whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, he's yeah, kind of the way um, that dude rolled. But I remember him talking about how he, he was going to release the show. He loved the recording. Um, because he could hear the audience members like kind of heckling him. Yeah. And then one of my friends said something and he's like, yeah, like that, (laughs) like just joking around. Um, and then I was out there actually that Monday night, um, after the show, I had brought one of my classmates from, I was going to the university of Minnesota at the time and I was recruiting someone like she was so ready to go to every party during the summer. And we went out to the Arboretum after class. And I remember, uh, messaging him and i'm like it's really nice weather outside like get outside it'd be good for you like that kind of thing and then um we drove past paisley park how, on the how are you messaging him through twitter okay so you're yeah. ta- are you talking to him on twitter during this season yeah. then like one-on-one yeah what are you guys chatting about <laughs> that's private Mark. yeah that's private <laughs> but i mean how often he are slid you? into your dms <laughs> <laughs> yeah how but, often are you chatting um I mean, it wasn't like he had a reminder set up to message yeah, me. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I'd have to go back and look because literally, like, time flew by so fast. Every time you ask me about specific shows, yeah. I'm like, it blends together. I No, I get that. It's like during the Prince time. We all, yeah. there, there <laughs> we, we, we all get that. There, yeah. There's the Prince season. But you but at some point, he you reach out to him or he reaches out to you in messaging contact. What was it like having your first uh, – message conversation with prince i mean i had talked to him previously okay so it so wasn't, wasn't like profound but you're older now right like there was like a season where there was like this gap of yeah. like 12 year old sam and not 12 year old sam. <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah um i mean the it was different it was interesting um to look back because when i was 12 talking to him it was more about like um kind of a mentorship yeah. type of relationship um where he was telling me like that I do matter as a human and as a woman, really, and stuff like that. Um, that's and pretty, then that's a pretty profound message to hear from yeah, somebody. Yeah, well, like was he like he was like intentional about getting into this conversation? Like I'm gonna like. Yeah, so I um, told him that I started uh, playing saxophone because of Candy Dolfer, and he's he went into this whole speech about how the world needs more female musicians and you know how women deserve power and stuff like that pretty authentic in that statement like you believed him when he said it absolutely he was the first person that i believed that really what what was it about him and his grasp of kind of that message that why was it so believable why did would tell me like where was it coming from from him in your mind i think well because i knew his music pretty well at that point and i had heard a lot of um really positive messages about about women yeah um and so and obviously as a kid you like know how grand this person is i i ended up kind of forgetting that okay as the time went on but at that time it was like your opinion matters more than most humans so it it really was you know got ingrained in my brain how do you feel like that has impacted your life i mean how has that shaped you i mean this 12 year old girl hearing this from prince like 
What does that mean to your life today? Um, I learned a lot about respecting myself and about um, not wasting energy on people that don't respect me. Nice. Which is a profound um, lesson to learn as a kid, I think. For sure. That's amazing. You know, and, and I mean, you do your own artwork as well, right? When I have time. When you have time. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, what? tell us a little bit about like, I mean, do you feel like, I mean, no prints, no, there'd be no artwork, right? I mean, like that's a, like that shapes kind of the yeah, trajectory. Yeah, so I... I don't like wasting time creating if I'm not inspired. Okay. And he is a great source of inspiration. So tell us a little bit about kind of the work that you do and what that looks like. Um, so I do um, a series of, of artwork that uses his lyrics um, combined with images of him. Okay. And, and yeah, the images and essentially it's like words that have the lyrics mm-hmm. around the image. Have I not seen this? You've been to my house, dude. I got a, I got a, oh. I got a Samantha original. That's right. Okay. I've <laughs> seen that one. Boom. Exodus has begun. Days of wild. Yes, yes. Here we okay, go. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now where I, I got those lyrics on my, for deal. people it's listening, fantastic. where can people see your artwork, find your artwork? I don't even know where I have it saved. I'm yeah. in the, this mentality. We should get where you, so you don't, you don't sell it. You just make it or people I don't commission sell you? it anymore I used to um okay. I you know I I did a piece um a few weeks ago I was staying in Atlanta with a friend and as a thank you for like staying thanks yeah. for staying with me I did um a piece based on the Atlanta show okay that nice. he did um because that was her last show so okay. I listened to it and wrote down like specific things he said during that show within and the show that. And yeah that's fascinating and I can post a picture of that as yeah well, we but. should get some links on the various deals well if we can put that out oh, you yeah. can help us with that you I know can try. Make, yeah because you can set up a little Facebook page with all this yeah. stuff because I mean I'm telling you the work is incredible it's really really cool we've collaborated on a few things mm-hmm yeah, and I'm I'm under this mentality that I like to create and then let things go. So the okay. first, um, I did five of those pieces in the first series to kind of, it was right after um, they took all the stuff off of the fence for the first time yep. outside of Paisley Park. Yep. And that weekend, um, we took a bunch of flowers from this banquet that was supposed to be held at Paisley Park that yeah. we were volunteering at. And we made I remember this that. huge, that like, That got canceled, thing. right? Well, it just got moved. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we took all the, the flowers from the tables and made this gigantic heart on the fence. And then cool. I made some artwork to put up too to try to encourage people to keep leaving things Yeah. so that they wouldn't forget about them. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you put anything on the original fence? You know, I didn't because it w- I went out and sat out there so many days and I'm like, I don't know what physical thing I can put here that would compare to the energy that he gave us. Yeah. So I did go out there and I danced at three in the morning. That with was cool. Music blasting from my car. Cause I'm like, I'll give the energy right back. But as far as like physical things, there's really nothing I could leave. Yeah. But then once the stuff got removed, you kind of came back with the yeah. flower and then like essentially a creation. Yeah. And I created that artwork with the intent of leaving it, um, to be damaged by by the rain and wind yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I learned a lot from Prince in that aspect where it's like create and keep moving. Yeah, keep pressing on. Yeah. So then you started doing your pieces at that point and Mhm. Yep. <laughs> So we're gonna get we're gonna get a link to it. You don't like to talk about it. I don't like I don't well, like promoting myself. It's really weird. I didn't even think I was gonna be interviewed today because I don't like <laughs> yeah. talking I've about always, myself. I've always been that way too. Like back when I was when I was like first DJing and DJing for Prince, some of my friends were like, "You need to 
promote yourself and you need to be blowing this up and blah 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 and i was just like nah <laughs> i'm just gonna like i'm just doing like this is just this is what i it's do it's natural it's and it's organic like and probably the moment that i start you know putting it out everywhere what's going on it's gonna end you know yeah, yeah you, you, exactly. you'd rather ride that wave and create and move on right right yeah. create and move on I, yeah. mean, that, I mean that's what we're doing here right like it's like that same kind of legacy like this is we're creating moving on putting it out yeah. there and can i and go let, back though i have yep. a technical question yes twitter so one time I'm, I'm gonna have to pull up the screenshots but Uh-oh. on there was one time i can't remember when it was but it was april 1st and i tweeted i was like party at paisley park tonight third eye girls performing forty dollars and all of a sudden it was like third eye girls following you and it was like <laughs> ding and it was like you got a dm and i got to go back and find the Uh-oh. screenshots exactly yeah. what he said but it was something about your mom's house or something like that it was like a joke and like so when he dm'd you on twitter mm-hmm. would you get a follow cuz you can't message people unless you're following people on twitter right I so he's like, because then he unfollowed me. You know what I mean? He yeah. like followed me to roast me, and then he unfollowed me. So you could could you I roast know, could I you ro- could you roast him back? No, I couldn't. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! I, Just in and out, man. In and out. He's like Ali on on the Twitter roasted. I, you know, he wasn't following. Like he, I think that for some accounts you can like set it so that people can't see that you're following them oh, maybe but that. there were times where i would post pictures and not take anyone and then he would like grab my picture and post it and i'm like right what's maybe happening there's, <laughs> maybe there's something different too if you're verified i don't know that yeah you get a little little more game or yeah, something yeah <laughs> a little more clout i don't have that that's really come on twitter so verify me so as we're as we're moving down the road here so you're you're currently administering people of paisley park yes what does that mean <laughs> so I started, um, you know, Lori Holmquist started People of Paisley Park. Um, when did it start? I think fall of, what year is it right now? Six, it would have been fall of 16, right? I, don't, I think it, it was, was. after he passed? It was yeah. after he oh, passed. 16 she, or I don't 17. remember what, I'm so bad with time. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like I've been trained but, to uh, not yeah. be able to, to tell time properly. Yeah. Um, but she um, was working on it for a long time, did a really great job with it, and then asked if I would come on as a writer after she interviewed me for a story. And so for a while, I was um, doing artist features. Okay. So a lot of the artists that worked out at Paisley Park with Prince, I would write their stories and post them. Nice. And you can, and then and those I. Those are all out there now, those right? Those are all so on that, the website. That, that, that's yep. just content that people, you want to dig into more of what Prince was doing, more stories. Absolutely. That content's there. Yeah. And, um,. She hired me to do the website design as well. So when you go to the website to listen to the podcast, which you've probably already been to the website, yeah. that, that work was all me as well. Nice. So um, the whole design, that whole deal is yeah. your creation. And then, do, you do, um, do you still do a lot of website design? I mean, is that part of your deal? or? I, I get bored doing the same thing yeah. every day. So yeah. it's like if someone comes to me with, will you do this weird project? Yes. Yes. So you're in there. <laughs> so if you've got a weird project. got to be weird. <laughs> it's got to be weird. If it's not weird, if it's normal, yeah. we don't want normal, but weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's great it. because I, I just started a, a new job um, less than two months ago where now I can do like event planning and social media marketing and like talking to people and talking to dogs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So like you're, all this stuff. you're off to the races on this yeah. thing. So people at Paisley Park, uh, you're, you're administering it, getting new content and kind of yeah. managing the Facebook page. So Lori stepped away um, April of 2018 Okay. Um, and she asked if I would take it over. And I 
uh, I'm overwhelmed, I yeah. think, because I like I can't create that much content by myself. Yeah. So um, it's really helpful that you guys want to create content. <laughs> yeah, we want to create a lot of content. You know, I mean, they, we're just getting started here. You know, these are the first episodes hitting the street. Our vision is to give people voice for the stories and to, you know, get that interaction. I think the written stuff that's done is really mm -hmm. um, good, but sometimes, like, it's this long form interview of the people the stories at paisley the relationships that were formed and just the things the, coming back yeah, to you out of things the, coming you know. back to you that you didn't remember the stale popcorn story right, that you're yeah. like oh i forgot that that happened right or um, grinding on prince what what so so grinding <laughs> on prince yeah yeah you just been holding this one back on us I, tell that, us was, about that was my really bad like record <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, grinding on prince all right tell us i have never told this story publicly because it's very embarrassing very personal and he tricked me into it was like a dance grind it wasn't like right. a sexual <laughs> thing yeah. i have never thought of him in a sexual way because i met him when i was a kid and yeah. he was more of the that fatherly type, type yep. person than like a that sex idol like most people see him yeah. as so but the grinding story nonetheless. oh yeah yeah um so <laughs> we you know dj mike um used to play the wobble a lot because he's like a wedding dj so that was like at the time like and that was that was the jam out there the like jam. when i hear the wobble i picture third eye girl in the center yeah. of paisley park wobbling yeah i remember there was one night i was doing the wobble and prince had set sent um these twins over to talk to me like to get like some information about who i was it was yeah. very awkward but i'm like i'm dancing right now like can this, this is, wait this is the wobble <laughs> this is the jam um, wobbling but there was one night it was in the soundstage area and i was on the end of like the whole wobble block and i was facing forward and right when i jumped to the left he's like he timed it perfectly where he walked by and i jumped forward like right kind of with prince like between my legs and i'm like do i stop dancing like I don't this, know. this is my grind <laughs> right very here. awkward okay did, and did, was he laughing he kept walking but he was like he does that side look like where he's oh like, he got you like, like i did this yeah like i i, I planned this thing out because prince is scheming like that yeah he's, he he's two moves ahead he's, he's, he's a schemer he's letting yeah. he's letting the popcorn sit for a couple of days <laughs> 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 just let that sit don't throw that away that's oh, great. That's a fantastic story. Uh, what else? What else should we know about you, Sam? I mean, this has been fantastic. Uh, oh, oh! Before we close it out, I gotta ask you about the war. When was the first time you heard the war? We gotta ask everybody about the war because I know I know you love that song. I do love that song, and now my mailman loves that song because I suggested it to him. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I leave a post-it note with a song suggestion every day for him. His name is Greg. He's awesome. So you're posting on your door every day a Prince song. So it's at my – I work at an apartment community. So okay. um, he comes, and it takes him, like, 20 minutes to deliver right. everyone's mail every day. So on top of the mailboxes, I put a post-it with a song suggestion every single day. And one day, I gave him the war, and – the next day he comes in with a cassette tape in his front pocket with the war on it. He's like, it was worthy of a cassette tape. Like, <laughs> nice. This great dude's, this, dude, this dude's rocking it on cassette. Yeah. And he, I remember like I, um, I got a Google home as a gift that week too. And so I had this Google home in my office and he's like, you got your, the microchip in your neck right in your office. <laughs> yes. like, I was like, all right, Greg. <laughs> what is it about that song that you love so much and Greg loves so much? Um, it's, 
it's hypnotic kind of like you get like into a trance almost and um I don't I don't know I just like and you feel the lyrics like everything he says is like oh yeah Oh yeah, I feel I'm that. there. I'm with you. I'm on this Prince vibe. <laughs> well, it's because hypnotic. he he hypnotizes you first before he comes at you with crazy ideas. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, so th- you have to be on the same level. So do you think there's a method to that madness? Like when he's rocking that, like is he knowing what he's doing? I mean, I think he knew what he was doing every step of the way. Yeah. So yes. Yes. So that hypnotic trance, like I'm gonna get him with this, and then I'm gonna bam with yeah. that. Like that was all yeah. predetermined. Like and Prince then was working that in the studio. they're gonna be going into their job well, not the, the next studio day. at Paisley Park. Yeah, he's getting mailmen to make microchip in your neck comments. Which is fantastic, Still, right? Yeah. So you and now, now you and Greg are vibing at that level. Greg's in yeah. the club. Greg's and, totally in the club. And, and we inviting we inviting Greg to parties. Does he know a <laughs> DJ Dudley D spinning here soon? Yeah, let's like bring Greg down. Yeah, yeah, bring Greg down. Well, it's been great having you. Anything else you want to leave us <laughs> Hold with? Hold on, wait, wait, oh, wait. What what else? What's your favorite album? Oh God. Uh, these Missed days it. probably Rainbow Children. Okay. It for a long time. You're into the jazz stuff, right? Yeah, I'm into like the that. jazz. I, you know, I'm not a very religious person, but I like those ideas. I like hearing things that people are passionate right. about, no matter if I agree with them or not. Um, so I think on that level, I really appreciate that album. But for probably 15 years, New Power Soul is my favorite. Okay. Because it's a jam all the way through. Your favorite song? Do you got a favorite song? Like out of everything? Out of everything. It's a it's a really hard, dumb question, but can it's, you answer it? I can. I it's a pair or it's a, a tie between Muse to the Pharaoh and Poom Poom. It's complete opposites. Yeah. Well, why do you like that? You like that Poom Poom? Dustin used to rock that I thing. I love like, that song. No, this dude like every like that that song was on repeat and does oh, yeah. be like doing his little dance and i remember every time um, the jams the artificial age release party lenka was djing and she started to play poom poom and prince ran up to the dj booth and was like don't play that like motion with his entire body like cut that off i think it was probably because he wanted her to play new stuff because it was a release party yeah but then all of the djs were scared to play poom poom after that i'm like play my song i'm not <laughs> scared dustin ain't never dustin scared. scared dustin ain't scared to play that poom poom dj did, dudley d breaking it down crystal I did, ball i did get in trouble one time during uh i think it was the first celebration what was it the first celebration was that the rainbow children that was, the, was second the second one? one that was the second one second one i was playing uh I played head. <laughs> it was like early. It was like the second song. People hadn't even gotten in yet, but Trevor had a security came over and he was like, do not play this song. And I was That's like, so funny. oops, let me switch it up. Real My quick. bad. My bad. <laughs> so funny. It's great. But yeah, you know, he went through different phases phases of like, yeah, you could play this, but no, you can't play that. Well, there was another time in Chicago. Um, oh, I remember the story. He hit Where you I up played, on that. No, no, it was in Chicago and it was during the during the the United shows or yeah, whatever, yeah, but yeah. we were at the House of Blues and I had found I didn't have before but I found or we got a on clean version of Sexy Motherfucker. <laughs> nice. And I played it. The clean version. And then we were in the elevator after the show going up and he was like What did he say? He's just like he was like He's like, good job tonight. He's like, just don't. He's like, that sexy MF. He's like, just shook his head at me. I was like, okay, got, got, no problem. Won't play it again. 
<laughs> but did you Outer not rotation. play it again, or did you? Not in front of him, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you play it now. Oh, of course. Oh, no. yeah, we, we, we're rocking it now. We are rocking it now. Now I can play some bootlegs. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Before I had to stick to the script. <laughs> Dustin is outside the box now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's good. Well, appreciate your time tonight, Samantha. Appreciate your work on the people of Paisley Park, giving us an opportunity to use this platform. Mm. It's uh, it's a good thing. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, but I'm uh, optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll get you back. You know, we'll do some you more. You and your of mom. This. Yeah, I think that would be back. a really good uh, a good deal. It'll be fantastic. Well, we appreciate the time. We are the Paisley Knights. We're chronicling the days of wild. I am Mark Bondi. And DJ WD. We'll check you next time. Peace and be wild. <laughs>